the 13th chapter of John says, Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that His hour had come to depart from this world. Having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. During supper, Jesus got up, took off His outer robe, and tied a towel around Himself. Then He poured a basin of water and began washing the disciples' feet. After he'd washed their feet, he said to them, Do you know what I just did? You call me teacher and Lord. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I've loved you. You also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The book of John spends a lot of time focused on the last few hours of Jesus' life. Of its 21 chapters, the first 12 cover a span of about three and a half years, which was during the time of Jesus' public ministry. The next five and a half chapters focus solely on the last night of Jesus' life before He'd be crucified. Then the last three and a half chapters are about His betrayal, His trial, His crucifixion, His resurrection, and the time after His followers. And on a little bit of a side note here, I think it's really interesting that the Gospel of John, if you're reading it and you're reading along, the Gospel of John, it just stops. It just... It, you're just cruising right along there in the 21st chapter and it's telling all kinds of really interesting stories and it almost seems like it's getting into a little bit of good juicy gossip there, you know, toward the end about interactions between Jesus and the disciples and some of the other folks and, and then it just quits. I mean, it just, as a matter of fact, the last thing that you read in the Gospel of John is this. It says, there's just too much to say about Jesus. He did so much that it's impossible to write it all down. So they didn't. <laughs> they just quit <laughs> writing it all down. The, tonight, though, we find ourselves with Jesus and a group of His followers in a room getting ready to celebrate the festival of the Passover. In the middle of their meal, and it's probably important to remember that Jewish celebrations, especially Jewish meals and especially the Passover meal, lasted for hours. These weren't just sit down, eat, have a little conversation, and scoot out. Everyone lingered at the table. When you sat down at a festival meal, you know that you were making a big time, time commitment. But this night, in the middle of the meal, Jesus gets up from the table the scripture says that he takes off his outer robe and ties a towel around himself. He fills a basin with water and starts washing his disciples' feet. Proud Peter is uncomfortable and he asks Jesus to stop washing his feet and to just fuss and play along because I'm trying to do an object lesson here. So when Jesus had finished washing their feet, he puts his robe back on, he goes back to his place at the table, and he explains to them 
that what they just witnessed was literally Christ-like service. What they just witnessed was humility. What they just witnessed was love. And he drives the point even further by then explaining that one of the people whose feet he had just washed was about to betray him to the authorities. I hope you got that. Even knowing who was about to turn him over to the people who would take him and beat him and torture him and execute him, Jesus stilled their feet, caressed them, soothed them, cleansed them, and treated them as though they were sacred and holy. I don't know if I could have done it. Like some of you uh, watched the news leak out of Nashville, and I felt myself getting angrier and angrier by the minute. I was watching the coverage of the shenanigans going on in the Tennessee legislature, and then I'd just get, I'd watch it, and then I'd get all worked up, and then I'd turn off and try to focus on preparing myself and my spirit for this holy weekend and tonight's service. And then I'd turn it back on. And I'd try to see if it got any better and come to find out it had actually gotten worse. And then I'd get all worked up again and then I'd turn it off and I'd try to focus on tonight's service and focus on these scriptures and focus on what Jesus was trying to teach us and tell us. And then I got to thinking, if Jesus had been down there in Tennessee getting expelled. And I'll just say that I think he's the kind of guy that just would. I think he's the kind of guy who'd have been right down there in the well at Tennessee House Chamber with those three representatives declaring just like they did that children matter and justice matters and mercy matters and compassion matters. The lives of those children who died in that school shooting, they mattered. And all of that matters more than protocols and decorum and rules made up by a ruling class that everyone knows are meant to silence minority voices. But I still believe that if Jesus was the one of those down there getting talked to like a misbehaving child, that He still would have knelt Himself at the feet of His abusers the feet of those who were talking down to him and pointing their fingers at him and shaking their fists at him and screaming into their microphones and berating him for interrupting their comfort zone with his loud but beautifully compassionate voice, I still believe that he would have knelt himself at their feet, loosened their shoes, and offered to hold those feet and caress them and soothe them and cleanse them. And then it's my hope that he would have stood up, handed that basin and that towel to those angry, powerful men who claimed to know him so well and said as he gestured toward those that they had just mistreated, if I, your Lord, a teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash theirs. The lesson of that moment in the upper room, that pause in the meal so Jesus could 
show his followers how to serve is much, much more significant than we give it credit for. It was an example of how to love and how to serve like Jesus. It was a way to identify those who followed the way of Jesus because it was an act of service, an act of humility. It was truly an act of love. And those are the markers for those of us who've chosen to follow His way. He said so Himself. We read it tonight. I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are mine if you love one another. Friends, the proof will not be how devoted you are to Christian values. It won't be how committed you are to your religion or even your church waving your Bible and shouting or even passive-aggressively whispates and sinners is enmity, not love. Love is not shutting people out and closing the doors on them, intentionally not inviting them to your table. You want to know what love is? It's extending the invitation to people you're not sure about. It's setting and saving a place right next to you at the table, knowing that you just might end up sitting next to someone you know nothing about and have nothing more in common than shared humanity. It's pausing and kneeling and loosening their shoes and holding their feet and caressing them and soothing them and making them valued. They may know nothing else about you, but they'll know something about your heart, and that's how they'll know. Thanks for joining us. Find out more about what we're doing at KennyBishop.com.